Good morning. It is Monday, April 17th, 2023, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last spoke, President Biden traveled to Ireland. Russia's comments left little hope for an extension of a grain deal. The source of the leaked Department of Justice documents was arrested. Winter came back, and the public was warned about the dangers of AI. All right. Welcome to you all. Glad that you're with us. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Flory. That is pro farmer policy analyst Jim Weissmeyer. We think, unless AI has taken over <laughs> in his office and well, we're just seeing some plus. sort of fake. Yeah, there's no danger in that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, I'm buddy? Well, I'm in a good mood. It took a trip. Uh, you know, farmers like to get in the fields. I just like to meet with farmers. And I yeah. did that late last week for several days in southern Virginia, one of the most beautiful parts of this country. If you've never been to the Shenandoah Valley, go there. And those cattle producers were in a very good mood because of the current prices. But I also learned that I wasn't drinking the right bourbon. Uh, and <laughs> Tucker, I was introduced to, and it, I must admit it is good. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you continue to gain these cultural experiences out there that, <laughs> yes. that uh, you know, make life kind of full, worth living, right? Well, you know, it's always good to go out amongst them, as you well know, Chip. Oh, yeah. and, you know, one question I got that was very interesting because I hadn't had it uh, from the audience was, you know, is the news about all this border skirmish true or is it just one channel? on the news in that interest i just i had never heard it like that before and i basically said uh we have an open border and there's a lot of skullduggery going on there yeah go back and and you know relook at the congressional hearings with uh, uh, uh homeland mayorkas. security yes. mayorkas uh go back and look at those and and it, you know what <laughs> I'll throw this out there. Maybe there's only one channel that's willing to cover it. Maybe it's being, you know, ignored by the other channels. Yes, that's that's the drift that I gave there. But yeah. uh, the, the question was revealing. Yeah, yeah. What else did you learn down there, Jim? Oh, well, you know, as I kind of signaled uh, on AgriTalk Friday, uh, not a lot, but a number of, uh, let's just say older Produ veteran producers came up to me and talked, is this the time, am I nearing the time where this is an excellent opportunity to either phase down or get out of the industry? Because they know mm -hmm. when this cattle market turns, it turns ugly, Chip. So uh, that was uh, evident. But uh, the, the the positive attitude in, in, in that crowd was just so good to uh, hear be from their uh, market research development of the excellent uh, uh, NCBA and then their state associations like Virginia, uh, but 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 also the younger people that I saw there. Uh, uh, that That's yeah. always refreshing to me. Yeah. You know, the, the question always comes up. Um, if that experienced generation that you were mentioning at the beginning of your comments if the experienced generation decides to get out of, of animal agriculture, who's left to come in behind them? You know what? We've been, we've been covering that issue. 
I've been covering it for 35 years. You've been covering it for 50 years, Jim. Yeah, my first story at Don't Ag Service in 72 was entry and exit problems in agriculture. You, seriously? <laughs> yes. yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We Okay, so we've officially been covering it for 50 years. Yeah. It'll uh, uh, if, if the profit motive is there, bingo. Yeah. If there's money to be made, the younger generation will find a way of, of getting started yeah. and uh, taking over. Now, does that mean that we'll have the same number yeah. of, of uh, cattle producers out there as what, as what we had 10 years ago? No way. No, no they're way. Getting very efficient, like all every other producer, you know, and I did pick up a little more anxiety about not plant based meat alternatives, yeah, but cell based, uh, Chip, yeah. they, they are watching that and they're nervous about it, which again, increases their goal to uh, improve the tasteability of real meat. Right, right. Okay. Uh, good morning, Melody. If you would like to participate in the conversation, there is a comments tab on the screen. Find that. Uh, dialogue box will open up and you can type your question or your comment in there. Tanner just hit us with this. We haven't seen heifers go back to pasture. Cash market. Watch out when that happens. Boy, that's the cycle, Tanner. You got it, man. Yes. Uh, what, you know, the drought has been so bad that it has knocked down our total cow-calf numbers. Uh, and then just because there was no feed, the heifers were not being retained. Once the cow-calf guy decides that it is time to rebuild a herd or even try attempt to expand a herd, you take those females out of the slaughter mix, you drive your beef supply down one last time, and your price up one last time. And I did a little... I, I let Google do the work for me uh, on this one. But when you look at the, the high that we had back in 2014 and adjust it for inflation and move it forward, that high that we had back in 2014, around 170, 171, whatever it was, that's like 218, 220 bucks, 100 weight on fat cattle right now. So if, if you're going to look at it on an inflation adjusted rate, we've still got a little ways to run. So, Okay. That was fun. That was a yes. good discussion to to kick things off. What did you get from for a highlight from President Biden's trip to Ireland? He needs rest, uh, and it's just a, I just did not like to see some of the developments, Chip. And you know, uh, uh, and that's really why he didn't go to other places because his stamina just is not there. I totally understand it being my age. Uh, but, you know, during the Virginia meeting I went to, David Wasserman of the Cook Political Report gave a speech and and he had a number of questions on uh, Biden. Why hasn't he announced yet? And there's some reasons for that. Yeah. But Dave said he, Biden may be waiting to see if uh, former President uh, Donald Trump implodes and another Republican uh, challenger comes into the fore, uh, because if that were to occur, uh, he thinks Biden may not run, but he still gives 60% chance that Biden will enter that race. Okay. There's, there's been some movement on the GOP side for nominations. And I think some of the, Potential candidates are also waiting to see exactly how President, former President Biden, uh, former President Trump, 
handles his indictment and handles the charges and and the coming trial and so on and and it uh there there's been some movement but one name that you have brought up several times is one to watch uh senator tim scott uh looks like he's in uh, yes. And Pompeo, former secretary of yep. state, Mike Pompeo, got out uh, got Friday out. On, mm-hmm. on, uh, on, uh, on a Fox News program. Uh, Tim Scott is really uh, is such an interesting uh, potential uh, challenger for the Republicans, for a, a candidate, I should mm-hmm. say. Now, the, uh, he and other Republicans are have, still having a hard time dealing with that third rail issue chip on abortion. And yep. uh, even some Republicans are chastising themselves about they that party has to come to grips with it because it has already affected a number of uh, House elections and Senate elections. And I don't think that's going to go away. No, no, it will continue to be a, a hot button issue right through. It, well, it, because of the the ripple of the 2022 elections, uh, that was expected to be a huge win for the GOP, more of a, a ripple. It, and I think the abortion issue had something to do with that. The Democrats will make sure yeah, that so- it stays an issue right through the 2024 elections i yes. there, there's no question about that um you know i'm gonna i want to hit this just briefly and then we kind of joked about it at the start but i i know jim that you've always been really curious about new technology as it comes on um and i remember you created an image with artificial intelligence for the 2022 election it was a pig casting a vote yes. and it was it, it was all of the, you were thinking about, I think, Proposition 12 at that time or something. Yeah, Proposition 12. And I right. still use it in my presentation. Okay, okay. So what do you make about the concern being expressed about AI right now that it's already so good that a majority of people consuming information won't be able to tell if it's true or not? Well, that's increasingly been the case even the, the, the last few years, even without AI, or maybe there was some AI floating around and we didn't know it, Chip. I have dabbled in it. I like what I see so far. I can understand the concerns as with anything. I think you need parameters on that. But the biggest thing is how do you put guardrails on it uh, so it cannot direct the flow of, say, nuclear weapons? So mm-hmm. that, that's big time uh, heady stuff, Chip. But I I don't think you're going to stop it. These calls to put a halt to to any progress on AI, I think, are foolhardy. You think China, you think Russia, uh, Iran, and uh, North Korea is going to stop investing in this? No way. Yeah. The ag community is getting more and more active. There's no question about it. There is a – there was – boy. Yeah, no, I'll just – we don't care. We can throw names around out here. It doesn't matter. Uh, FBN, Farmers Business Network, sent a, a letter out to its members talking about Norm. Okay. Norm is going to be the next Hey Norm. Uh, what I, I've taken a picture of this disease on my plant. What is it? What do I need to do to treat it? So they're, they, they are attempting to build a system. 
that will shake up the crop consulting mm. world is is what they're attempting to do. So it's interesting. Yeah, well, and they got a pretty good track record so far. But you know, yeah. I use a, an app for for plants and trees, Chip. I just take a picture of it, and it tells me what it is. Yeah, and what you're just saying, and on weeds, uh, I just had a weed. I sent it to my lawn guy, and poof, it comes up right, right, you know, right away. Yeah. Nutrien is another uh, fertilizer company, of course, big. There's an excellent Baron story this week in their Friday. I think it's you know probably Saturday. Um, I think it's a must reading because they have I don't know how many thousands of either analyst or agronomist on on their staff, so they're going that way as well, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. There's and and it's happening on the equipment side. There's some you know the automation. The uh, uh, there's an ad out there that uh, talks about a sprayer that's going to be working on its own and killing a hundred thousand weeds an hour. Um, it's, it's all very interesting in technology, man. I just hope that guys like you and me can keep up and, and just to be part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, you I know? keep, uh, I know about a third of my reading is in this area now, as yeah. you can, uh, as you can imagine, and also yep. on the electric vehicles. And I didn't have time to write it this morning on pro farmer, but the Washington post of all papers had a really good article on, uh, should you buy an EV? If not, when, it, it, uh, if so, how, and things like that, I need to send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Okay. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he's going to propose spending cuts to suspend the debt ceiling. What's the latest there? Well, he'll be at, the, I think, the New York Exchange later today, this afternoon, I think. The key there is, Chip, not much is going to move in the U.S. Congress until we know how this debt limit battle uh, is dealt with, whether or not there's an increase or a suspension. And until the Republicans offer a bona fide plan, the White House, including President Biden, says they will not negotiate on, on it. So that's the first step. The second one is once they announce their plan, how thorough is it? And will there be enough Republican votes to actually pass it in the House, Chip? Because there won't be any Democrats to uh, pass it. So that remains to be seen. But the farm bill is not really going to progress much at all until we have that issue settled. That's why I've been covering it a lot. Mm -hmm. Is Are they going to um, find a way to make this happen? The most sensible thing to do, and this town doesn't know that word usually, is for Democrats and Republicans, uh, realistic, uh, to get together and they have the votes to come up with a compromise plan. Now, if that were to occur, that's very bad news for McCarthy because those arch conservatives yeah. who finally relinquished and allowed him to become speaker will probably do him in. So that's mm -hmm. the, the uh, high stakes in this one, Chip. All right. All right. Before we move on, a couple of comments from Readers on what uh, on artificial intelligence, uh, Melody says the AI Trump Musk interview was nearly perfect. Save the Trump inflection on the word China. I uh, will have to take a look at that. Yeah, that's uh, and yeah, and and Gary Gary says the article about the guy that diagnosed his dog's disease using AI while the vet diagnosed wrong is eye opening. 
Yeah. Uh, we're going to see more and more of that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, Wait a minute. We do have one from Tanner. Weeks ago, I brought to light that FSA is looking at providing first oh. option loans. Any news on that front? What does that mean? Well, you, Vilsack and FSA is really looking at that loans on the uh, total amount, uh, equity issues, and things like that. Now, I will, I will check out more on that, Tanner, but I will tell you this. In Virginia meeting that I went to and elsewhere, and there was a USDA official there, there's a growing uh, farmer chatter about the, these loan, you know, forgiveness chip. Yeah of yeah. who is getting it and the amounts and they're getting pretty hefty in the in the million plus a, a, a arena and uh, there's a lot of farmer uh, coffee talk on that one yeah absolutely okay members last week members of the of congress both from the house and the senate sent a letter to epa in support of higher renewable volume obligations year round availability of e15 uh and they What's the what's the status here, Jim? We're going to get the final rule, the final RVOs. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because EPA Administrator Michael Regan, who doesn't really have to testify before the House Ag Committee, uh, I think in a positive way is doing so this Wednesday, Chip. Now, yeah. this town has a history, especially USDA Secretary Vilsack. Before or during their testimony, they unleash a lot of uh, announcements. So it'll yeah. be curious Tuesday, Wednesday, what happens at EPA. But we have a series uh, of issues, as you mentioned the year-round E15 for 2023. You know, yeah. they delayed it until 2024, so the push is there to accelerate it. We've got the proposed mandates uh, for biofuels, especially the stakeholders in biodiesel and renewable diesel weren't happy with the original proposed mandates, and there's supposed to be a final rule by EPA no later than June 14th, so that, that's not too far away. Right. Uh, then uh, you have the uh, RAs, uh, the uh, the RFA mandate end around uh, that what Growth Energy filed the suit against EPA for giving small refineries different ways of meeting right. those mandates, and of course the waters of the U.S. rule yeah. will definitely come up uh, to uh, Regan, and then last but not least, last Wednesday's EPA's recent rule on tailpipe emissions. You think yeah. he's not going to get questions on that because that's a from a regulatory approach. The Biden administration wants to have what two thirds of our uh, mostly of our auto sector cars, SUVs, and pickups for model years uh, 2027 to 2020 uh, to 2032. They want uh, two by uh, what 2032, and so. Yeah where you only have about 10 percent right now yes on evs yeah yeah that's that's created a lot of conversation in the industry not not only the ag industry but the auto industry of whether or not that's even a realistic goal if that is something that we can aim for uh you you go back and you look at some of the goals some of the aspirations that have been put in front of the auto industry in the past they don't have a very good track record of living up to some of those things that that have been mandated by Congress or or by presidents is what I really should say. Yeah, so I think it doesn't about, mean they can't eventually meet them. Usually they're delayed by about a decade, Jeff. Yeah, so I yeah. think whatever year you hear, I'd add probably 10 years yeah. to it. That doesn't mean it's not coming. I think it is 
coming. And we don't even know whether it'll be batteries or hydrogen uh, that's right. that, uh, doing these uh, uh, EVs. So See, there's a lot of technology to come out in the years ahead. Yeah, you know my stand on it. The current technology that's available, even the best technology that's available, is not good enough to allow that to happen. No. It just although, isn't. Although the ones produced now are getting a lot better. A lot better. Oh, yeah. And still not good enough. Still not good enough to hit the, the, to satisfy the consumer demand and the consumer needs. Yeah. But if I keep waiting, (laughs) the clock is ticking. (laughs) So I'm probably going to take the plunge. But the problem is, I can't get the EVs that I want. They're on a waiting list. So there's a problem in and of itself. Yep. Okay, Jim, I'm going to give you an acronym here. Uh, E-G-S-F-P. Mark wants to know if there's anything on the E-G-S-F-P cost share program. I know you don't hear this much from Washington people, but I'll check into it. Uh, Is that the environmental thing? Let us know exactly what that is. I was going to go to the Google machine real quick and check it out, but maybe Joe could do that for us. And uh, give us a heads up on on what exactly that might be. Uh, Jim, Russia has certainly made it clear that it will not extend the grain export deal if it doesn't get some of the concessions that it wants. Yes, and yet several developments uh, Friday and then today. Uh, you had uh, uh, the you know seeking some uh, uh, ends around chip. Uh, you had. Uh, uh, Ukraine uh, is going to try to reopen the grain transit via Poland as a first step. Uh, but you had uh, what? Uh, you, know, you know, some countries said that they're going to stop uh, those grain exports from Ukraine. Uh, what? Poland, Hungary, and now Slovakia uh, because it's hurting their grain farmers. So it, it's hit that level, Chip. So, yeah, that's why I think you're going to see more volatility in that grain market. Right. Okay. Uh, the EGSFP, Emergency Grain Storage Facility Assistance Program. Hmm. Emergency Grain Storage Facility Assistance Program. I'll check into it. Okay. All right. Uh, give me some. Give me some reaction to the leaked documents and the arrest of the source of those documents. Oh my goodness. The the later news is that the wall street journal, I think was the first report uh, to uh, uh, say that an online account overseen by a former U S Navy technician helped spread those alleged leaked documents, Chip. And then that uh, purported Russian blogger going by uh, uh, Donbass girl uh, is, is on the network of pro Kremlin social media. But I will tell you uh, when our secretary of state, Anthony Blink, Lincoln said that uh, there wasn't much uh, concern about this. That that that's just not accurate. Uh, every other person I've seen as an analyst, uh, uh, farmer defense officials, uh, behind the scenes people saying this was a major major leak that will hurt the United States and our allies. Right, right, absolutely. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, 
you mentioned this, you, you mentioned WOTUS earlier. Did you get into the details of the House vote? I think it's coming tomorrow in an effort to override the um, the, the presidential veto. Yes, and it, it, it won't clear the two-thirds uh, needed, okay? But it's more of a signal vote, uh, Chip. And, uh, yeah. and, and clearly, uh, lawmakers from both political parties uh, said, you know, maybe EPA should have waited uh, rather than in, mm -hmm. what, December or January, releasing their revised definition of uh, WOTUS. They should have waited for the Supreme Court uh, ruling. That's coming up. Now, on profarmer.com, I go through the background of uh, what, how long does it usually take to get a Supreme Court uh, ruling after they have uh, their opening arguments and things like that. Yeah. Uh, controversial cases usually are later rather than sooner. Uh, they usually announce their ruling on Mondays, but that doesn't mean they can announce them any other day, which they can. There were some reports that the WOTUS was coming Friday, and as yeah. usual, some of these reports are, are wrong, and it was. Yeah, absolutely. We're just going to have to wait for that. Okay. Uh, USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack, he's going to be gone for a week to Asia. What's going on? Well, on the uh, the ag ministers, uh, the group of seven or whatever, yep. uh, are 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 more, and that's always good when when they confer, look at uh, errant policies or consistent policies that they can do in the trade policy arena. Uh, then he's going to uh, several countries. Uh, I think the Philippines. I think I I wrote about it over the weekend. It seems like forever now. Uh, where uh, he 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 will discuss with officials. So I I, I don't ever criticize a uh, USDA secretary from traveling abroad because then right. that uh, at least he can talk. Hopefully, market access. Right. You know, there's there's a. You and I talk about trade and trade agreements all the time. Uh, China has been very aggressive here lately, going out and linking these these uh, bilateral uh, trade agreements and and trying to get things locked up. USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs um, Taylor Alexis Taylor. Alexis. She's uh, uh, she's going to Amsterdam, right? Yeah, Amsterdam. She'll be in the Netherlands April 17th to the 19th. And that's the first ever agribusiness uh, trade mission to the region. That that surprised me. I would have thought there would have been by uh, that by now. And there's going to be, what, a delegation of more than 50 businesses, the trade associations, and state government uh, uh, leaders. And so uh, we, we have a growing number of U.S. farm products uh, going to the Netherlands, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, and what, so, you know, other countries countries. Of note, uh, on Wednesday, she's going to hold a media teleconference to highlight yeah. results. So we could get some news out of that, Chip. Very good. Very good. Uh, do, do we need to discuss any more about the tailpipe emission standards that uh, were announced last? Well, it was the middle of last week, I think. Because... Uh... You know, you covered it. You covered it. You yeah. talked about how the, the the end goal. We had Representative Randy Feenster from Fourth District of Iowa on the the free for all on yeah. Friday, and I said, you know, kind of a hidden agenda in there, and he was laughing at me for calling it a hidden agenda uh, against uh, against uh, the internal combustion engine. Chip, I think if the truth is known on this. 
This is a John, former Secretary of State, now whatever his title is, uh, climate czar, whatever. This is John Kerry's master plan that he had laid out several years ago. And uh, they're trying to mandate this. And, you know, Americans don't like mandates historically. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or Republican. But that's the way they're going uh, on this one. And, of course, there's going to be pushback. Right. You know, here's an interesting one. Uh, from D, D Jensen. He says, I find it interesting when innovation replaces blue collar jobs, it is necessary for global progress. But when AI comes for white collar jobs, we have to stop it because it might exterminate humanity. I don't know. I've never had a computer replace my toilet yet. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you don't even have a bidet. No, no, no. <laughs> You're no. not up to technology. That kind of stuff makes uh, me nervous. It's a fair point. I think that's a fair point. I oh, just it is. think, but the, what I've seen so far on this AI is, uh, and I've gone through the different updates, Chip. That's always yeah. interesting to go through. It's impressive. Uh, yeah, accurate yeah. all the time. No, you got to double, triple check, but it is very helpful. Okay, I will throw this in. Uh, what concerns me the most is when AI is replacing education. If you can figure out how to ask the right question, you can get a term paper. Uh, yeah, and then I know they're already underway to how to uh, determine uh, um, if it's if a term paper, uh, right. like in college, has been written by AI. Uh, you know, when I was in college, a side job I had was writing papers for some other students because huh? I liked research. Oh, yeah. But some professors got used to my type of writing and research. So this is just an ancient way of that same issue, Chip, to tell you yep. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah. But the thing is, nobody has ever accused you of having artificial intelligence. <laughs> it's all it's all natural. I um, just think this is we're going through in agriculture. We're going through an unbelievable new industrial revolution. We've talked about that before, but it's just beginning. Yeah. yeah. It, you know what? We need to uh, look at wrapping things up real quick. You've got um, uh, you've got Mitch McConnell. Coming back to the Senate this week, you've got John Fetterman coming back to the the Senate. What about Feinstein? She's coming back. Some some uh, Democrats want her just to resign, but she has relinquished her very powerful post on the Intelligence Committee. So, okay. uh, you know, that's a dicey issue, Chip, that you, yeah. sh- you should think a lawmaker should understand. We have a beige book Wednesday, I think, okay. from the Fed. Why is that important? That'll that'll be another inkling of whether or not the, the pre- prior bank, quote, crisis, although limited that as was, is over. I don't think it is. Right. But you have a number of smaller banks reporting their earnings this week week. So uh, that's going to be of high interest in the uh, overall market. Uh, And then, of course, you have uh, the Fed coming up with their next uh, interest rate setting meeting, May the 2nd and 3rd, with the vast majority thinking it'll be another 25 uh, basis points hike. And then that's it for a while. Uh, It could be many months, could be until the end of the year that they'll just sit on that. Yep. All right. Uh, Melody, Brett, 
we we will Jim will take out or check out your questions, your comments, and uh, uh, react to that this week on profarmer.com. And and we because we we've got to wrap it up. And I got to say this, Jim, I hope you'll be okay tomorrow. What's that? Well, happy tax day. I I know that this is one of those days every year that, uh, you know, I think about you. I hope for you. I pray for you, Jim. I have four times a year because I do quarterly. So I cry four times a year. And you know, at the supermarkets, when they ask you if you want to round up, yeah, when a nanosecond I say no. no. You want to see how much, ta- how many taxes I pay, and they look at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Today on AgriTuck, we've got Machinery Pete and Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa on the show this morning, this afternoon. Pat Von Tersch, he is with Professional Ag Marketing and a new voice. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.